The pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement is now available for pre-order. But don't get too excited. The paperback version is not coming out until August of 2018. If you are applying this cycle in 2018 to start med school in 2019, you may want to hold off on the pre-order and, and take a look at the ebook version, which will hopefully be out by April. That's still a little bit late, but hopefully this podcast talking about the personal statement will help get you started. Go check out the pre-orders at Amazon and Barnes and Noble or wherever you buy your books. This is the pre-med year, session number 272. Hello and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. And welcome to The Pre-Med Years. As I said at the beginning, my name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week on The Pre-Med years. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you for being here. I highly encourage you to go check out our other podcasts, the MCAT podcast, old pre-meds podcast, specialty stories, and Ask Dr. Gray pre-med Q&A. All of our podcasts can be found at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com. We also have the Short Coat podcast, which is a production of the Iowa Carver College of Medicine as part of our network. So lots of podcasts for you to go listen to if you're just starting out on your podcasting journey and exploration. Today, I want to talk about how to start looking at your personal statement, how to start it, right? That's the hardest part is just starting. So many students delay and delay and delay, and they don't know why. Why are they putting it off? I know the reason why, or one of the more common reasons why students delay is because as a pre-med student, you are most likely a very type A personality used to doing everything as perfect as possible. And so you don't want to start your personal statement until you think it can be perfect. You don't want to start typing or writing anything down until Everything that you're thinking is perfect and everything in your head sounds amazing. This is the same problem that students have with the medical school interview. If you didn't know, I I wrote an interview book too at medschoolinterviewbook.com. Students practice for the interview the same way. They keep it in their head and they don't want to say anything out loud because, well, number one, it's weird to just talk to yourself. But number two, they just, they, they, they think it's perfection in their head. And so when I finally do a mock interview with them and they say it out loud, it doesn't sound very good. And so it's the same thing with the personal statement. You keep all of your knowledge in your head, all of your thoughts, all of your ideas are in your head until you think they are perfect. And then you start writing them down and hopefully you send it to somebody for some feedback. Usually that feedback isn't very good because the majority of feedback that students get is grammar. It's like, oh, it's a great story, honey, right? You send it to your mom or your dad. Oh, it's a great story. It, it shows who you are. It shows what you've done. And they fix some punctuation marks and some, some typos, and they, they pat you on the head and say, good job. 
right? It's our, our everybody gets a trophy mentality that we have now, which I don't believe in. But most students don't get the critical feedback that they need. And that's what I'm here for in this episode, to give you some critical feedback. And I'm excited in a couple weeks to launch a personal statement course with 30 students. It's already full, but I'm hoping that going through this course with 30 students, I'll be able to put together something that if you are applying next year, hopefully, most likely next year, probably not for this year. If you are applying next year, I'll have this course ready for you. You can go through and listen to the feedback that I'm giving to students and looking at examples and, and listening to the teaching that I'm doing. And you can get that critical feedback without actually forking over several hundred dollars for somebody to give you that critical feedback. And I know that kind of sounds weird because I read personal statements and it's obviously something I love doing. And there are people out there who still will need that and want that. And that's fine. But if you can't afford a one-on-one personal statement editing, this course will hopefully be the next best thing. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, I digress. The personal statement can't live in your head until it's ready because it will never be ready. You are constantly editing your thoughts, trying to get the perfect personal statement in your head before you ever write a word. Before your fingertips ever hit your keyboard, you have manipulated and edited your personal statement over and over and over again. And that doesn't work. You need to get it out of your head. Now, if you're scared of getting it out of your head, one of the things that you can do is use an app on your phone called Rev, R-E-V. Now, it costs a little bit of money. It costs a dollar per minute of transcription. And so what Rev does is you open up your phone, open up the app, and you hit record. And you start dictating into the phone. It'll be good practice for when you're a physician, you have to dictate your notes. You start dictating your thoughts it's much, much harder to edit your thoughts as you are talking than it is to edit your thoughts as you are writing. You have that delete key right on your keyboard when you're typing. You can't do that when you're talking. Sure, once you get the transcription back, you can edit there. But you need to get those thoughts out of your head. Rev.com is a great way to do that. I'm not affiliated with them at all. I don't have any affiliate codes to give you. Just go check them out. Get it out of your head. So let's start off, before we even start that process, let's talk about gathering the ideas because that's where most students fail with preparing. There's a a famous quote by George Washington, I think. I think this is George Washington. He says, if I have two hours to chop down a cherry tree, I'll spend the first hour and a half sharpening my blade, sharpening my axe. You get two hours to do something. He spends the most amount of time preparing to do that thing. And that's totally opposite than what most students are doing with their personal statement. They open up their word processing app and they start typing without ever thinking. They haven't outlined anything, right? This is English 101. You go back to English in high school, middle school. How do you start your essays? With an outline, right? It helps you gather your thoughts. 
And that's what you need to do when you're starting your personal statement writing as well. You need to gather your thoughts, your ideas. Where are you going with this personal statement? If you don't have an idea of where you're going, it's going to show in your personal statement because the story that you're telling me or the reader is not going to be coherent. So how do you gather your thoughts? There's a couple ways. I love mind mapping. Uh, on a Mac, the favorite app that I use is called MindNode, but there are free apps online. There's plenty of ways to do this. You can use pen and paper. You just draw little bubbles and, and put in a thought, and then you make a line and put in some more thoughts, and you can connect things and, and draw lines everywhere. That's the way that my ideas come out of my head. It's kind of just a fancy way of outlining, though. It's the same thing. So if you like outlining, start outlining. You need to prepare to write the personal statement before you start writing it. You need to gather your ideas. So let's ask the question, what do I write about, right? Those are the things that you need to start gathering. You have to ask yourself, what is the goal of the personal statement? The goal of the personal statement is to tell the reader why you want to be a physician. The goal of the personal statement is not to talk about why you think you're going to be an amazing physician. It's not to talk about why you have the skills necessary to be a physician. It's not to talk about why, if you're a non-traditional student, how your past has contributed to your ability to be a great physician or how it's prepared you to be a physician. The goal of the personal statement is to explain to the reader and show them through your writing why you are following this path. Where did you get your initial exposure to medicine? A lot of students will start their personal statement with a story about being an EMT and then go from there about why they want to be a physician because they can't do what they want to do as an EMT. Sounds great. But why were they an EMT in the first place? Did they want to be an EMT and then all of a sudden medicine popped into their mind? Did they want to be a PA and they were getting clinical experience as an EMT? Did they want to be a doctor and they thought being an EMT would be great experience? You need to start at day zero. When did this thought first pop into your mind? Was it a parent who's a physician who gave you some inspiration? Was it your own illness or injury? Was it a parent's illness or injury, grandparents' illness or injury, a sibling's illness or injury. And you may say, well, Dr. Gray, that's very cliche. Right? I have a, a, whole, a whole section in the book about how not to be cliche or something along those lines. Right? If it's your story about your injury, your parents' injury, your sibling's injury, whatever it is, if it is your story and you are telling your story, it's not cliche. It may be common, but it's not cliche because it's your story. It's your experiences. And so you just need to tell the story and show the reader your experiences and the emotions behind everything that has happened and how that's motivated you. That's what you need to write in your personal statement. Not just what happened, but why. Why it has influenced you to come this far. So you need to start thinking about those experiences. What was that initial experience that drew you into this? What were some 
following experiences, some extracurricular experiences after that initial one. I talk about it normally as planting the seed. What was that first seed that was planted? And that what experiences after that watered the seed and helped that thought grow into where you are now and getting ready to apply to medical school. There has to be something substantial that has propelled you down this path to go to undergrad, be a pre-med, take all your classes, prepare for the MCATs, and get to this point where now you're getting ready to write the personal statement. Show that journey. Now, you don't show it by talking about things you love. I had a, a discussion recently with a student who wanted to put in education in his personal statement. He was a teacher or a tutor, and he loved tutoring. And the whole theme of the personal statement was educating patients. I said, well, that's not the core of being a physician. Sure, it's part of being a physician. You educate patients as you're treating them, taking care of them, building relationships with them. But guess what? We have, we have things in the healthcare world called nurse educators who go out and train other nurses and educate them. Why not be a nurse educator? You like healthcare, you like teaching, go be a nurse educator. Go be a teacher in a high school. Go teach biology, go teach anatomy in high school. There has to be something more than just education to want to be a physician. Another student was talking about writing about being an entrepreneur and starting a business and an organization, a nonprofit, whatever it is. And he says, well, writing about that will show the admissions committee, the reader, that I'm unique and I have these experiences. I said, great, you're writing why you think you're going to be a great physician. You're also writing from the standpoint of, I bet you the reader has a checklist and me talking about these things will fulfill some of those things on that checklist. The reader's reading the personal statement goes, oh, entrepreneur, great, check. We're looking for that kind of person. Oh, you talked about being organized. Oh, great, we're looking for that too, check. Leader, check. The reader's not going through a checklist when they're reading your personal statement, trying to figure out what you're writing and if you fit different boxes. The reader of your personal statement is looking at your personal statement, trying to understand your reasons for going down this path and seeing if you sound interesting enough to bring in for an interview. The goal of the personal statement is to get to the next step, which is an invitation for an interview. The goal of your personal statement is not to write an essay about all of the experiences you've had on this journey. You have your extracurriculars in your application to write about and to talk about all of the things that you've done that will show the type of student who you are, the type of student you are. The extracurriculars are your opportunity to talk about that tutoring job where you loved educating, to talk about the nonprofit that you started and being an entrepreneur. That is for the extracurriculars. The goal of the personal statement is to talk about why you want to be a physician. So you need to start gathering those ideas. And if you're still a couple years away from 
writing your personal statement, from applying to medical school, that's amazing. Because guess what you should be doing right now? You should be journaling all of your experiences. You go and shadow a physician, journal it. What did you learn that day? How did what you saw, how did that impact you? Did you leave with some emotions of, oh, this sucked, or oh, this was amazing, oh, this is what I want to do with my life? Write down those thoughts about, oh, the physician could have handled this situation, I think, a little bit better from a a bedside manner standpoint, maybe, right? Obviously, you're not judging their clinical abilities because you don't have that knowledge yet. But from an observer standpoint, you might see some interactions that may be a little awkward. You'd be like, oh, that's something to be aware of that I hopefully won't do in the future. Or hopefully what you see more often is that was amazing what that physician did. I want to remember that. I want to do that. I want to be that. You should be journaling all of your experiences. You volunteer for hospice. You work as a scribe. You're shadowing physicians. You're working as a treasurer for your sorority. Whatever you are doing, you are journaling everything so that when it comes to applying to medical school, you are able to write about it. You are able to talk about it. That is the goal. So as you are going through this first step in gathering your ideas, don't think about everything that you've done and try to fit that into your personal statement. Think about those few, very few experiences that have left that impact on you that said, wow, this is what I want to do. They should be, more likely than not, clinical experiences. A lot of students want to talk about research. Guess what? If you want to talk about research in your personal statement, then I'm going to ask you, why don't you just go get your PhD? You can do research and make an impact on patients through research as a PhD. Being a physician is about clinical care, not about research. You may think that your research is fantastic and you were the first author and and were published in 10 journals. It's amazing. Save it for your extracurricular list. The goal of the personal statement is to talk about why you want to be a physician. But you say, Dr. Gray, being a researcher will allow me to heal people by finding cures to things. And maybe that is impacting your decision to look into healthcare. But again, If that is what you are interested in, then go get your PhD and go do research to impact patients. Why do you need the MD or DO after your name if that's the impact that you want to make? The impact that an MD and a DO make on patients is direct clinical care. Putting hands on the patients and stethoscopes on the patients and banging on their knees with a reflex hammer and poking them with needles to draw blood and to put in central lines and everything else. It's direct patient contact and clinical care, not research. Research is important. We need researchers. Don't make that the goal of your personal statement to talk about how much you love research if what you are hoping to do is become a physician, an MD or DO. You may want to do an MD-PhD or DO-PhD. That's great. Guess what? Your personal statement doesn't change that much. 
with an MD, PhD application, you get extra essays to write about research that you've done and why you want to be a researcher. You have that opportunity. So the fact that, right, that's the, the perfect explanation and, and example of why you shouldn't talk about research in your personal statement. Because if you're applying for a dual degree MD, PhD program, they give you extra essays to talk about that. It doesn't belong in your personal statement. I just thought about that now as I'm talking to you, right? That's the perfect example, and I'm going to use it from here on out. If the goal of the personal statement, if you wanted to be a researcher, was to talk about research, then why would they give you an extra essay to talk about why you want to do research? Ask yourself that. It's a rhetorical question. You need to gather all of your ideas and thoughts. It's not a list of what you've done. It's not a resume. It's not a timeline. It's a story about your journey and figuring out who you are and why you want to do this. The next thing you need to do is get it out of your head and on paper, right? So you've outlined it. You've prepared. You've spent that hour and a half sharpening your axe, and now you're ready to go chop down the cherry tree. Now you need to get your ideas out on paper, whether it's physical paper, whether it's just typing in the computer, whether it's dictating all of your thoughts by following the outline or the mind map that you've created. That's how I have written a lot of my books, right? The personal statement book that's coming out this year. Again, personalstatementbook.com. The med school interview book that I wrote last year in 2017. That's medschoolinterviewbook.com. The next book that I'm writing is all about the application process and everything from A to Z for applications. How I started that was I outlined outlined all of my thoughts. And you can go into the Hangout. If you're not part of the Hangout, you should be. It's a a private Facebook group with over 4,200 students, amazing students, amazing collaboration, not competition. They're living this podcast motto in that Facebook group. In that Facebook group, I made a post a couple weeks ago as I'm recording this and showed a screenshot of my mind map. I was on an airplane, and that's where I get a lot of work done because... The internet is usually pretty terrible, and so I just work. And I showed a screenshot of that. And once I finished my outline, or came close to finishing it, it always changes. Once I came close to finishing the outline, then when I was driving down to the medical school to go teach, it's a 40, 45-minute drive, I would have my outline out, and I would start dictating. I dictated into Rev, the app that I love using. And I would just talk and and talk through the points in my outline, my mind map. And that's what you need to do next. You just need to get the thoughts out of your head and onto paper, into a recording, into a word processing app, whatever it is. The next thing you need to do is wait. You need to just let it sit for a little bit. Come back with fresh eyes. Maybe you give it to somebody to say, hey, what do you think? With the personal statement book, there's uh, when you buy it, there's a, a link in that book to an outline or a, a worksheet that you can give to somebody who maybe doesn't know what a personal statement should look like. And so you can hand them your personal statement, and if you buy the book, you'll have access to this worksheet. You can hand them the worksheet and say, here, can you review this for me? And the worksheet will walk the reader through how I would review a personal statement. 
so you can get some critical feedback along the way and not just like, oh, honey, you did so well. I'm so proud of you. You're going to be a great doctor one day. Be like, mom, this sucks. Just tell me the truth. So you get your personal statement back with some feedback, hopefully some critical feedback. Sometimes you need to start, start over from scratch, and that's okay. The goal of that first draft is to get something on paper to overcome the barrier of being scared to start writing, to overcome the barrier of waiting to be perfect. You've done the first step, the hardest step, just getting it started. And now the next step is to get that feedback. And maybe that feedback is to start over. I had one student last application cycle who wrote this beautiful essay that was trash for a personal statement. It was a beautiful essay, beautiful writing, had this wonderful theme of being engaged. It's an example in in the personal statement book. There's 32 different examples in the personal statement book, I think, with feedback. So it's a paragraph of the student writing and then my feedback in between going, yeah, maybe they should tweak this or maybe not. This was a great example. We have some before and afters or it's just some final ones with thoughts. But this student wrote this essay. It was a beautiful writing, but it was terrible for a personal statement. And so I gave her that feedback. I said, you need to start from scratch. Get rid of your theme. Get rid of all the fanciness. This is not a creative writing piece. This is a personal statement about your reasons for wanting to be a physician. She rewrote it. And in like four or five drafts, she was done. She was a really good writer. And she was able to take my feedback and quickly put it in action and write an amazing personal statement. And where she interviewed and ultimately went to school, where she's going to school, the dean of admissions there told her, this is the best personal statement I've ever read. Now, I'm not telling you that because I'm the one that edited it and, and, and showed her how to write a good personal statement. I'm telling you that because sometimes you need to start over and don't take that as a slap in the face. Take that as good, constructive feedback to say, I guess I'm not on the right path. Let me rethink this. Sometimes I've heard from students who get my feedback and they're like, yeah, Dr. Gray, I'm not going to change anything. I like the way it is. And they get into school. And that's okay. Doesn't hurt my feelings. I've talked to some deans of admissions, right? The, the dean of admissions at NYU, I talk about this in the book, Dr. Rafael Rivera. At NYU, they stopped really paying a ton of attention to the personal statement because personal statements have become such trash. And they use and utilize the secondary essays a lot more to determine who they're going to invite for an interview. And so the feedback that I gave to this one student who ignored it, maybe her personal statement was terrible, but her secondaries were amazing. Secondaries are much easier to write than a personal statement because secondaries, you're answering a question. It's not as vague as why do you want to be a doctor? And so when you're going through this process, if you get critical feedback, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're a terrible writer. It doesn't mean you're not going to get into med school. It doesn't mean anything other than you should probably tweak some things. I always talk about course correcting. 
Where are you now? Where do you want to be? You need to course correct. And that feedback is just some directions on how to course correct and get back to where you want to go. After you go through this process several times, you take some time off, you give it to an editor, a friend, a, a, a colleague, whoever it is, another student, whoever it is, get that feedback, absorb it, see if it's something you want to do, change it, go through the process again. That's how you get started writing your personal statement. So hopefully that was helpful for you running through the, the personal statement I wrote a book, as I mentioned a couple times, the pre-med playbook, Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement. That book will come out, the paperback version will come out August of 2018. So if you're listening to this either now or later in the future, hello, future people. I hope the world is still a good place. If you're listening to this then, go check it out at personalstatementbook.com to help you write your personal statement. So there's a ton of examples of personal statements in there, but there's also, as I go through talking about writing about red flags, writing about strengths and weaknesses, et cetera, I I kind of forget what I wrote about, but there, as I wrote and talked about different things, I had examples of people's personal statements, students who gave me permission to use bits and pieces of their personal statement with some of the identifying information changed. And so I show you, an example of how not to write about your red flags, how not to write about whatever it is. And then I show you the good stuff too. So hopefully you go check it out. It'll be available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon and uh, Books a Million. It'll be up available in Canada and Australia and England, wherever you're listening to this, personalstatementbook.com. I hope you have a great week. Next week, I have an awesome guest, a DO who talks about osteopathic manipulative medicine and how, if you're pre-med and you're kind of on the fence about osteopathic medicine, what you should be doing to start opening your eyes to osteopathic medicine, or maybe it's just not for you to begin with. We talk about all of that. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. You still there? Personalstatementbook.com. Go check it out.